2: our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over two million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.
1: Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress let's
3: get started hello everybody and welcome to the press this wordpress community podcast on webmaster radio i'm your host david vogelpole and i support the wordpress community through my role at wp engine and i love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on press this just a reminder you can subscribe on itunes and iHeartRadio, or download episodes at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this so this is a very special episode we're here with former host of Press This and keynote speaker at PubCon, which is where we're at here recording today, Mr. Joost Yost, welcome to Press This. Thank you. It
0: feels very odd. I used to do this.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know. I was uh, we we're doing the pre-show drill, and Yose is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. And I guess I should say welcome back to press this because this was your podcast back in the day, right?
0: Yeah, although it's been ages. So um, I'm I'm very happy you picked it up, and we're and it's happening again. But uh, yeah, I've I've done this for a year and a half or so, together with uh, Frederick Towns of W3 Total Cash fame, and uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, awesome. And I do remember listening to that show back in the day. And for
3: those of you who've been living under a rock and don't know who Yoast all is, he runs the Yoast SEO plugin. It's one of the most, if not the most popular website plugin in the world. On WP Engine, our platform, it accounts for about 40% of installs in one flavor or another. Very, very dominant SEO plugin. Um, Joost also supports the WordPress community and the core project in a variety of ways. And that's what we're going to talking to you about here today on the show, Joost. Cool. I'll look forward to it. Awesome. So right off the bat, I really want to understand how this guy from the Netherlands got involved with this WordPress stuff. What was your WordPress origin story? How did you get involved with the WordPress community?
0: So, back in the day, and this is really uh, quite a while ago, I had a couple of websites. This is, we're talking about 2006. I uh, ran a website called CSS3.info about this up-and-coming new standard. Uh, I was then an active committer in the WebKit community, uh, which was the core of Safari and all Nokia browsers back then, later on became the core of Chrome as well. I was writing a lot about that, I, and um, to make my day life easier in doing that, I, I switched to um, My day job back then was as an SEO consultant, um, and I wanted to do optimization to that side and a lot of other sites, and um, well, started building plugins to do that. I um, actually did my first uh, uh, core contribution in 2007. Uh, so, that's uh, just over a decade ago now. So, I have a question on that.
3: Um, did you fir- Was your first experience with WordPress building a plugin, or did you first start by adapting one of your sites to use
0: WordPress? Oh, it was definitely adapting one of my sites. It, I, uh, I started even worse, I, I was adapting WordPress, which is a, a big no-no that uh, you learn later on, but I didn't know. Um, and then I figured out, hey, there's actually better ways to do this. So I was I was writing code to um, to make those sites rank better, and, and I had to do the same job all, all the time, and I didn't really want to do that. So figured out how to build a plugin, and did that, and then figured out how to release the plugin, and did that too. Awesome. So. Today's topic
3: is really focused around the future of SEO and WordPress, but I'm kind of curious, you know, you you made this plugin to solve a problem with WordPress as it related to SEO. What do you think WordPress's scorecard has been to date in kind of keeping pace with what's needed in SEO and then maybe what room are there to uh, for solution providers to kind of fill those gaps like you've done?
0: Well, we've been getting better in core. Uh, we are actually working ourselves right now on getting more and more of uh, the core of our plugin, the technical core of our uh, plugin into WordPress core itself, because I think it's nonsense that some of that is a plugin. Uh, we, for instance, enhance the canonical functionality to work on other things in singular posts, so for category pages and stuff like that. I think that should be in core. So we're, we're slowly getting that into core. Um, 10 years ago when I started, I didn't have um the, the background in the WordPress community to, to tell people to be able to, and to explain to them, like, hey, this is really something we need to do. They wouldn't take that from me back then. Right now, if I say something like that, they will be usually take it from me. And, um, in fact, if something touches on SEO, we usually get called out and they ask us, like, hey, what's your opinion? What should we do here? Um, in terms of SEO, I think WordPress by itself is, a, is an 8 out of 10, um, which is far better than any other CMS out there.
3: Yeah, especially if combination with tools like yourself. But it's really interesting to hear you talk about pulling some of your features kind of into core. I don't think any, <coughs> uh, I don't think any product owner on earth would sit here and say, "Oh, yeah, we we want to kind of pull out bits and pieces of our solution and and give back to the uh, kind of open source community there because it's just the right thing to do." I mean, that's really interesting to hear.
0: It's it's weird for people, but it's also how we work. Um, so we do a lot of core work. Um, we currently spend about the, the equivalent of five full-time employees worth of time on, on WordPress core every month. Um, and we, we think we should do the work where, where we know our stuff best, which is on the SEO side. And I just want everyone to be able to build a findable website. And of course, I'd like them to use Yoast SEO, but if I can improve the web by by making some simple things better for everyone, I think that's a better thing for everyone. And money is not something that really motivates me, so uh, we just do what what's best for the web.
3: So, that's kind of WordPress's great, kind of to date and how you've kind of helped fill that role and are helping to evolve that um, as it relates to core. So then let's think about the future for a minute. Like, what is the future of SEO? Is it is it meta keywords? Will they rule the day in the future of SEO? Yes. Uh, no, they don't
0: even rule our past. Um, the, the future is better content in, in many ways i what you're seeing is google getting more sophisticated in in how it crawls websites and how it understands content so uh, we have less and less technical problems to think of uh, in general, and and more and more we have to think about how to structure content well, what the user really needs, uh, what the user, um, how the user perceives a website, and and how well it can, they can read content, and that's well, that's the stuff you've seen us focus on as well in the last few years. I mean, we we've become a lot more like Google as we've been growing, and we've we've been going for the same goals simply because. Um, well, if you're like we are on 7.5 million websites, we're not the differentiating website uh, the factor between websites anymore. The differentiating factor between websites is going to be how good is your content? How good is your site structure? Um, how many good links do you have based on the awesome things that you've done? So the future of SEO is, is really very close to what Google said the future of SEO was 10 years ago.
3: So it sounded to me like that was a bit of blend of, you know, content is king, but, but still that kind of architecture and structure to make it crawlable and readable. Would you, is that a good summary of that? Uh,
0: yes. Um, uh, but people who, who say content is king and then don't look at site structure, I don't get. Because content is only king in its context. And the context is the site structure. So you need both. So that is an awesome lead
3: into my next question, and we're going to jump right into this right after this break. Time
1: to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be.
4: TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement.
1: Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm.
3: All right, everybody. Welcome back to Press This. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm here recording at PubCon with keynote speaker Yoast of Yoast SEO. And Yoast. right before the break, you were talking about the future of SEO being a blend of content, but still paying close attention to the architecture of that content to make it crawlable and indexable.
0: How do you see WordPress
3: evolving to address those challenges?
0: Well, the WordPress team is currently working very hard on a new (laughs) editing experience called Gutenberg, which actually could in many ways blend into all of that very, very well, because it could make editing a lot easier. Um, They introduce a new concept called blocks, which is basically um, a way of talking about embeds and shortcodes and widgets as all of the same as all of those things will become blocks. Uh, So they're a simpler simpler way of embedding content into uh, your pages and a simpler way of building more rich layouts. Um, Those blocks actually offer a lot of opportunities to, to build better content and for us to give more feedback in context of what you're doing. So we can give feedback about the individual block instead of feedback about your entire post.
3: And you know, there's been a lot of discussion around Gutenberg, the future of Gutenberg, the pace of Gutenberg. And I heard you say a lot about the say the word opportunity a lot with Gutenberg. How do you think the Gutenberg team is progressing? What do you think could be ways that you or others in the community could support them? Like, what do you what do you think? How is Gutenberg tracking to uh, that approach to architecture and um, kind
0: of information management? In lots of ways. I, I do see a ton of opportunity around Gutenberg. The pace of the pro, of the project is something that worries me. Uh, they sometimes try to push it slightly too fast. Um, at the same time, we now have five of our developers working on Gutenberg, a uh, UX guy and four developers, actually. Um, we are, we're looking at how we'll integrate and how we'll build all of that. Um, I think We'll end. Up, we'll end up with something awesome. We'll end up with something that's much better than what we currently have. And we uh, we recently um, uh, prototyped uh, a commenting s- system where you could do editorial comments within the back end of WordPress, much like in Google Docs. Um, and if we can do that, if we can add that to Gutenberg and use that for your SEO as well to to give feedback on individual sentences. Um, I do think we will actually leapfrog all the other editors the, that are out there in the field, and Gutenberg could actually be that step forward that, that WordPress needs. We just need to figure out a way of doing that without breaking the rest of the web.
3: Yeah, those are really interesting observations. And again, just want to kind of commend you for not just complaining about something, but stepping in and doing something about it. Um, you know, so many companies that benefit from WordPress do give back. And it's good to see you be a leader um, on that front. So, um, I wanna talk about speed optimization for a minute and I wanna talk about it on a couple of different levels. First, I wanna talk about PHP versioning and kind of your work there. <laughs> uh, you know, I know you've been a proponent of that within your plugin and now kind of more within the community at large. Um, it, it, let's talk, t- tell me a little bit more about your efforts and why that's important to you.
0: So, um, we generally optimize for two things. That's uh, number one is user happiness. Uh, uh, How can we help the user reach what he wants to do best and help him build the best possible website. Number two is developer happiness. We employ uh, 25 developers now and I want them to be happy with what they do because otherwise I can't keep them on and I can't keep doing what I'm doing. Um, One of the things that has traditionally helped developer happiness in the WordPress world back a lot is the fact that we still support PHP 5.2. So we have development best practices that are basically older than some of my developers are. Um, so we've been pushing for uh, people to use more current versions of PHP. Um, if you're not aware, the current version of PHP is PHP 7. Uh, most people run PHP 5.2, which was released 12 years ago. <coughs> um, everything up to 5.5 is not supported anymore by the PHP community at large. So we're pushing to uh, for people to go to uh, to newer versions and that seems to be working. We did that in Yoast SEO, and we're now um, the community has picked that up. And there's now a core PHP channel on the WordPress Slack where people are actively working on getting exactly that notice and and things around that, including uh, WP Engine's uh, awesome testing tool for is your site ready for PHP 7? Um, getting those ready to uh, do a notice in WordPress core. Um, actually, uh, one of the guys in there is uh, Alan Schlesser and we're sponsoring 50% of his time to, uh, to do that work. So we're very happy that he's, uh, he's doing that. Um, I think that we can really, really make some big steps there if we, if we just uh, drop a couple of HP versions.
3: Yeah, I love the lawn, and you know, for me, I think this is important and relevant for SEO, especially the future of as it relates to WordPress. Because you know, if more and more WordPress sites are in older versions that may be insecure or maybe slower, that doesn't bode well for the future of those sites and their ability to compete. So, speaking of speed, um, you know, another kind of hot topic are the um, kind of HTML caching frameworks like AMP and Instant Articles, and um, Facebook's Canvas. Um how do you think that will affect the future of SEO particularly as it affects uh, relates to WordPress is it complementary? is it competitive? like how do you think about that?
0: I think eventually you will end up with amp as a replacement for HTML entirely and um, in fact we are currently um, testing. Uh, on Yoast.com, whether we can replace our singular pages with HTML, uh, the HTML pages with AMP. So we wouldn't be running the AMP plugin. We would just have the the canonical, we would be canonical AMP. So the, the pages itself would already be AMP. AMP has gone so far right now that you can basically build the entire page in it. I like most of what AMP does. Um, in fact, if you don't have the instant articles plugin for Facebook, but you do have the AMP plugin. It works perfectly now, so you don't need both, which saves a lot of time. Um, but AMP is uh, the only thing I, I dislike about AMP is the whole caching thing uh, on Google's CDN. Uh, that's the thing that's openly being discussed a lot. So I hope we'll get some some movement there, um, where people can opt out of that type of caching. What about the caching uh,
3: causes you some heartburn?
0: Uh, the thing the, the so what happens technically is that um they copy a page from yoast.com and show it on google.com slash cache something um so people think they're in google.com and this is very very uh easy to use for phishing in fact it has already been used in phishing attacks against google's own email service which is logical because people think they're in google.com they are asked for their gmail password this is far too easy, so we, they just shouldn't do that. How do you think it affects linking? I mean, certainly people, are cop-
3: certainly people are copying these links in their browser and using them in different ways. How do you think that
0: might affect people's SEO strategy? I think those are all things that they can work around in, le- in one way or the other. Um, but to be, to be honest, if I could opt out of the cache, I would be a lot more happy to use AMP everywhere. It's so fast. So part of the reason it's fast,
3: though, is that they've basically sliced out huge chunks of what's possible. Why isn't it just up to the developer to kind of be the uh, steward of the balance of pain and joy? Like, why is it up to the uh, standard to slice off what they don't like?
0: I agree. I, I, when I, My first article about AMP, I talked about it as uh, it's basically making the web fast by treating it like a race car and taking everything that's nice out of the car and taking it out. Um, they have added a lot back in. So if you look at Paul Bacaus, he's one of the lead developers for AMP, paulbacaus.com, his last name is B-A-K-A-U-S. His entire website is in WordPress and it is entirely canonical AMP, it looks fairly good. There's a lot you can do already. I think there's a lot more we can actually do. Um, I'm starting to agree with Google that developers should not be the gatekeepers of just about anything, just like SEO should not be, because they make the wrong decisions all the time.
3: So these frameworks basically put guardrails on them and help to deliver better experiences. And I guess the more Google gets people to do that, more of the web will be friendly to the visitors, which, of course, is good for Google because you can't just like lop off all the content that's not in that standard. And I guess the more that do it, the better for that.
0: Absolutely. yeah, And because it's automatically mobile friendly as well, there's a lot of ways, for, especially for websites that are not properly mobile friendly yet to just skip a step and go to amp entirely uh, within uh, a year or two i think that'll be a a very real possibility for for just about anyone all right great well yeah yes when we get back
3: i'm going to ask you a couple more questions we're going to take one last break time to plug into a
1: commercial break stay tuned for more press this in just a moment
2: is your website hacked is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E-Digital.com
4: book lovers, and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th Annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turow, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th Annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit miamibookfair.com.
1: Let's press forward
4: with more Press This,
1: only
3: on Webmaster webmasterradio.fm. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Press This. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm here at PubCon with Yost DeValk of Yost SEO. Yost, just before the break, we were talking about html frameworks like amp are guessing caching based html frameworks like amp and instant articles and their effect on wordpress and the future of seo so now i want to kind of understand maybe i'm going to use the buzzword that everyone has used i think in every presentation of pubcon so far every podcast we use at least three times for the next five years at least artificial intelligence what is its role in SEO I mean I've seen plugins like Wordlift which is like this AI suggestion engine it's kind of cool we see AI affecting the way that search engines search engines are showing results like what, what does it does it impact your product like what do you think its influence will be is and and what, how will that affect the future?
0: Uh, it'll affect the future. How I'm not entirely sure yet. I think everyone says that they know is talking bullshit. Um, what we what we've seen so far is that um, as uh, search engines use AI more to to understand the topic of texts and see things like that, um, is that those algorithms are not really that sophisticated yet. So. Readability, which is something we've been focusing on a lot, suddenly becomes more important because a well readable text is a lot easier to parse for an algorithm as well. So, um, there's actually uh, lots of reasons on why the uh, the AI can help and, and where it can help. And there's uh, especially in, in image recognition and all, a lot of areas like that. I can see a lot of use cases in. Um, in search itself, there are definitely a lot of use cases too. And what you see happening is that you see results starting to differ per sector more than they've ever done before. So the results in travel are suddenly different from results in uh, in gaming uh, much more than they were back in the day. And that's because there's no no longer humans figuring these things out, but there's some AI that, that figures some of this stuff out. At the same time... Please do not overestimate how much AI Google uses already. It's not all that much on the search side of things as far as I can see. Um, It does use AI a lot in things like voice recognition. For instance, last week we had our own conference, YoastCon, and there was an answer in Google for what is YoastCon, it it had an answer box. But I couldn't get the Google app to pronounce it for me because I couldn't, when I said what is YoastCon to my Google app, it simply wouldn't recognize it. So I did it like 20 times on a day and it wouldn't recognize it. And the next day, it suddenly got it and it got it every time. So that's where the AI had been fed that data. It had learned it and and suddenly it could do it. That's where AI comes into place in voice and and uh, image recognition and video, in video, that, that's the sort of stuff where you really need AI to, to make things faster.
3: So it's really interesting that you brought up voice. Uh, I was talking to a woman yesterday here at PubCon, I wish I could remember the name of her company, but it was a you know search analytics company. And they were talking about the rise of popularity of natural language type searches, where the person's not just typing in a keyword, but asking kind of the question you would ask out loud, and, and seeing that in terms of those voice searches. Um how do you think that um WordPress sites in particular can address this? Um, how can I mean, what, what what sort of things should, should they be watching for in terms of um, configuring their sites to be able to respond to voice based interfaces? You're well, right, it's, actually
0: it a step, it's a step before that. It's your keyword research. Where do what do people search for? And when do they search? Where do they search? uh, All of that is changing, and it's changing faster than I think we care to realize, because a lot of times we're not even realizing that we're triggering a search by what we're doing. So um, people no longer just search when they're behind a desktop computer. They search when they're mobile. They search when they're on the road, which has brought a whole new set of near me queries into into life um but they also search while they're sitting on the couch and watching a game of thrones they're they're looking for iceland stuff they uh i mean there's a lot of different types of queries and those queries are different and they're indeed longer um they're more sentence based um funnily enough google prepared for that i think seven years ago with the hummingbird update So they've been preparing for that for a long time and Google's been ready. It's just that now the the queries are coming in and you see them adapting to it. One of the few interesting things I heard this morning in the Google keynote uh, was uh, Nathan John saying, a good portion of the unique queries that come in every day, the queries that they've never seen before, are queries that come in through voice search, which is logical because people are building entirely new queries. So you have to think of that as you do your keyword research and then let that feed into your content strategy. Um, Keyword research probably is the most underestimated part of all of SEO. and well, there's a lot of chance there to do more cool stuff.
3: So uh, you're going on for your keynote here in about an hour here at PubCon. This is recording, so this is definitely not going out prior to your keynote. Um, i not giving away too much to the people that are standing around us here, but well, what are you going to be talking about today here at PubCon?
0: Well, some of what we've actually already touched on. I'm going to go into my origin story a, a tiny bit, just because I want to set the stage for, hey, how did we get where we are? Um, And Then I'm going to show people uh, some of the lessons we've learned uh, as we were building uh, Yoast SEO, um, leading to the conclusion, and I'm going to give it away, um, that um, we've become a lot like Google in many ways. As we were getting bigger, we're optimizing towards the end user experience much more than we're optimizing specifically for Google because with the size that we have, Twelve uh, percent of the top one million sites in the world running SEO, over uh, seven million sites running SEO. We we can't we cannot do any tricks anymore. The tricks the time of trickery is really gone. And um, so I'm going to tell some stories uh, that I'm not going to repeat on anything that's recorded for uh, on um, s- stuff that we broke in search for everyone. Uh, and, but um, I think there's uh, as as we grow. Bigger. I, I, I sort of realize why Google does what it does. Um, at the same time, I'm going to try and be more transparent and more open about why we do things uh, than the Googlers can be because of all their PR training.
3: Yeah, I think. Uh... <laughs> I think, uh, you know, Google gets a bad rap sometimes for people lobbing uh, bricks from the side yard. It's, it's just not, uh, you know, they're, at the end of the day, they're trying to solve a problem for the user. And it's a really interesting observation that you guys have kind of landed there.
0: Well, we're an intermediate as they are. I mean, the so um, they're an intermediate between you, between the user and the website that the, the website wants to visit. And their goal is to get you as fast from A to B as possible. I think most people should think of their website like that as well. How do you get your users to find what they want on your website as fast as possible?
3: Words to live by for a webmaster. So you heard it here first, Yost's conclusion to his uh, PubCon keynote recorded before he gave it, but released (laughs) after. So not that helpful. (laughs) But anyways, thanks everybody for listening and thank you Yost for joining us for the show. It was an absolute pleasure to be here. Awesome. And uh, just a reminder for everyone, you can uh, tune in for new episodes every Tuesday. You can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download episodes at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. Again, I'm your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This.
4: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
1: This is the story of the WAD. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine,